Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to Amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weeping, the weeping. Welcome to the Crash Eye Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. Uh, today, I am honored to have... Oh my goodness, a loud background mu- background over there. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i honored to have a uh, fashion model, Rain Dove. And um, she. I actually met her at doing open mic comedy. And her story was like really interesting. And, and you know... Growing up the way I grew up, I, I wasn't exposed to such things, and 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 you know it, it, it it's it's good to learn new things. It's it's you know open up your world to different ideas, uh, different ways of life. Uh, so that way you don't become like some hateful like pig-headed asshole from like the Westboro Baptist Church or something. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm honored to introduce to you. Uh, androgynous model, if um, Rain Dove, Rain, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty fantastic. How you doing, there? I'm okay. Um, like, uh, well, first question, because this is a question I asked you, because I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna come in sounding like some. Well, I am ignorant to things, but <laughs> I think everyone's ignorant to some kind of extent. 
Yeah. To something. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't want to come off as some some redneck racist. But, um, <laughs> but uh. What I mean, what what are your thoughts on? Ah, should I? Ju- Damn it! What's the first question should I ask? So many questions <laughs> to ask. Um, that's a good first question. You should ask that question. What's yeah. the first question you should ask? Oh, okay. What are your thoughts on gender? What are my thoughts on gender? Yeah. Well, my thoughts on gender is that gender isn't a real definitive thing. Um, that it doesn't actually exist on a scientific realm. My thoughts on gender are is that it's a uh, socially constructed um, and spiritually constructed identity that is reflective of a microculture or whatever culture that you particular um, particularly live in. And I believe that it shifts and changes over time and is not to be confused with sex, which is your physical and scientific anatomy that you mm-hmm. um, may be born with or change into um, throughout your life. Oh well, I'm, okay. Well, I mean, most people would think that your what what the sex that you were born with is your mm-hmm. gender. Like, if you have a penis, you're you're male, and if you have a vagina, you, you you're a female. That, I, I mean, well, um, why do you believe that gender is not scientific and it's not defined by your genitals? Um, well, I think that gender is an expression. Um, gender is what mm-hmm. you do with. Um, how you feel about yourself. And um, I think that gender um, really has nothing to do with your anatomy. Um, A lot of people can feel that they are a specific gender, but not necessarily have it reflected uh, by the genitalia that rests beneath their, you know, (laughs) beneath their navel and between their thighs, (laughs) you know. Um, And it, it can definitely, it's definitely, um, gender is definitely, um, it's cultivated by our society. Our society tells us what what is and what isn't. Our society deems um, what science is and our society deems what, um, what, what is usual and what is not usual. And so, <laughs> and, and so yeah, I think, I think it's a shifting thing. Um, your gender is, if you if you look it up uh, in the dictionary, uh, it's it's a it's more of an expression. It's a personalized um, identity. It's not it's not a uh, it's not a, a set thing. Okay, I'm gonna sound I'm gonna sound really dumb right now, but um, like wouldn't that be what you're describing to be sexuality? No, because sexuality is who you want to fuck. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Sexuality really has to do with um, well, uh, sexual orientation and sexuality, and sexuality, um, you know, it has to do with your genitalia, and um, and also how you identify with that um, genitalia, and sexual orientation, of course, is um, how um, you identify with other people and how they identify with themselves and how you identify together as a unit. So, you know, if you put a grape and an apple together, you get this kind of fruit salad, and if you put an orange and an orange together, you get that kind of fruit salad. Um, so I, all I am very, so going to get sued by the LGB community for you using that fruit salad joke. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning about things myself. You know, I grew up in a really oppressed environment. I mm-hmm. grew up in a place where, um, while people were extremely democratic, they were also very puritanical and very conservative. 
sex wasn't really a part of my talk growing up, and neither was uh, gender identity or um, orientations or even the opportunity to um, talk about the different, um, like the a world that is not binary. Um, mm. When I grew up, it was on a farm, and my parents didn't really even talk to me about the fact that I wasn't girly. They didn't really see that. They, what they saw was, can you lift up that 50-pound bag of grain? Can you dig a hole? Can you get your homework done? Can you herd you know, the goats? Can you milk a cow? They, it, was, uh, it had nothing to do with you know, my, my sex. Um, and my clothing was always very practical, and mm-hmm. it wasn't really like, oh, no, our daughter isn't dressing you know, in a way that is reflective of how people should dress with a vagina. It mm-hmm. was more like you want to dress in a way that's going to protect you from the elements and also keep you safe at work. Um, and so uh, it wasn't. It, it hasn't been until recently that I've been, dis, you know, really exploring a lot of the, um, a lot of the way that our our society has made a PC world, <laughs> which is really complicated. There's a lot of terminology and there's a lot of little microcosms and small little words that can offend people at any turn and. Um, and it's it's constantly changing every day. There's a new, different way to identify. So um, I personally just identify as a human being with specific anatomical capacities that's not limited to and or restricted by those am- anatomical capacities. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll sleep with who I want to sleep with, and I'll do what I want to do, and I'm going to do a lot of good stuff in the world, so get out of my way. <laughs> well, there you go. But, okay, so I know you probably already a- a- answered this in... Uh, in uh... You just answered it, but what do you, uh, what what gender do you identify with? Mm. Um, well, gender is has multiple levels. There's there mm-hmm. isn't it's not there are there's no such thing as one gender or another gender. Genders aren't male and female. Um, they can be mixed. You know, um, you can have multiple different um, feelings. Like you know, you you like wearing particular things or expressing yourselves in particular ways but you like um but you feel very very connected to other parts of your um identity that might be considered masculine so um for me i identify with the female sex um because i do have female sexual anatomy but um as far as a gender goes i identify with every gender and all genders and i identify as um a human i i let people call me sir i let people call me ma'am um, hmm. I don't really care. People see what they see, and what they see is the truth. And I just let people refer to me however they see me. Okay, so just as long as they don't say, uh, you know, you're late for dinner. That's right. Sort of if thing. they're a yeah. dick, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna definitely correct them and be like, well, actually. <laughs> you know, I take offense to that, Rain. You know, why is being a dick viewed as a negative thing? I like my dick. My dick is positive. Right. Well, being a is also a negative thing. I use them pretty evenly. Well, you know, <laughs> you can. It's also a really empowering thing. I like to. Re, I like to reclaim the power of words by using them in casual sentences, much mm. to the dismay of many of my friends and my publicist, who's always saying it's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> isn't that? Isn't well? I mean, you know, I, I as someone who gets in trouble with speech all the time. Ain't that sad that, you know, everyone is so fucking, uh, gets so fucking offended so easily? Yeah. And like, like, and like they expect you to be responsible for it. Yes. Yeah. People, it's, it's hard because 
um, people go into the world assuming that everyone will understand them, but then again, feeling like no one understands them. And that's a very com- we live in a complicated time mm-hmm. um, where people do have to be PC. But it's kind of like a game, and, and it makes it makes it very difficult to be comfortable while being social. Um, and yeah, that's it. It's definitely it's definitely a rough world out there. Um, as far as communications go. Yeah. Um, that's why I personally really support a system of having a single pronoun for all human beings. And then if you want to, you know, if you want to ask the person to refer to you as male or female, or you want to be referred to in specific ways, um, you can do that within like the subcontext of your conversation. But for the initial greeting, I really agree on, uh, I really, really support the idea of like initially greeting people with a gender neutral pronoun or talking about someone you don't know in a gender neutral yeah. pronoun. For, for the rec- for the record, I am very, I'm a very proud cisgendered male. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Very proud. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I, I wake up every morning. I'm like, yep. Let's go. And what does it mean to be a cisgendered male for you? Well, I mean, I'm just I I I I think I think that whole that whole new labeling system is a joke. But so I just use this. You know, I'm I'm a straight guy. I I. What does it mean to be straight? Like uh, like women. I and mean, what is a woman? Well, okay. Well, to, to me is a uh, is a uh, someone who isn't male who has a who has a vagina. Who, Fair enough. Who, who's feminine? Who has a feminine energy? Uh, what I, is a feminine energy? Uh oh! Wow. Who who's being interviewed here? But uh, <laughs> um, you know, someone who has someone who you know uh, smells nice. <laughs> what is pretty to you? Uh, hmm. Oops, I just into I just uh. All right, just sent it sent the link to Liz Glazier. So hopefully she's listening. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the okay. Let's read some of the uh. Well, um, feminine to me. Uh. That's a good question. I don't know. It's just I never really had to think about it. I just if I saw a a female and I'm attracted, I you know I'm attracted to girly girls or <laughs> people are laughing. Someone who smells <laughs> someone who smells nice. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that smell nice. I could get you some really good smelling goats, some good smelling chicken. Hey, first Doesn't of all, I'm Puerto them. Rican. I'll probably, I'll probably have know someone that knows how to cook them up real good with some rice and beans. Don't mess with me with no <laughs> farm animals. I don't care. I'll, I'll kill the fuckers myself. And there's some really great smelling people that have penises. Yeah. And there are some really great smelling people that have penises that do fit within the conglomerate and socially acceptable commercial standards of beauty that have been defined as being thin. Um, well-breasted, mm-hmm. smooth-skinned, um, usually uh, beautiful, clear eyes, um, all their <clears throat> limbs intact. Um, probably, likely not a, you know, I mean, likely they have longer hair. Um, usually they have a smaller frame. They're not going to be the Hulk. They're not going to have a girl stash. They're not going to have, you girl, know, what's any a girl stash? The, right. So the. So, you know, there's, oh. and there's a lot of really beautiful people with penises that have those qualities. Like my friend, 
um, Andrea Pejic before she ended up getting her sur- her bottom surgery. I mean, she was mm. the most stunning, beautiful woman, um, but with a penis. I see. A lot of feminine qualities there that you may have been attracted to. But when it came down to the business, um, what it came down to was um, sex. And, um, yeah, it seems like for you, when you identify as straight, you're saying that you feel most chemically um, connected with um, female anatomy um, as far as pheromones uh, pheromones go and as far as uh, sexual activity goes. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I mean, call me pig-headed, call me whatever, but, you know, if, if I was to find out she uh, she used to have a penis, I that that's an immediate turn-off. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and that's, you know, that's, that's something that's ingrained in me. So it's, I mean, how would you, how would you, um, explain that to somebody? Well, I think you explained it pretty perfectly. I mean, we all have our own ways of, um, identifying and we don't have to be attracted to all things, you know, um, you don't have to be open to sleeping with all people, but you should be open to all love. Um, everyone... We get oh, oh it's Liz Glazer. Uh-oh. She's calling in. Uh oh. Uh oh, it's Liz. The per the, Hi. the Yes, the the woman that I'm oh, stalking no. currently. Oh my god, Louie, how are you? I'm okay, how are you doing? Good. Hi Rain. Hi Liz. I'm grilling out your friend here. We're talking Hello? about we're talking about uh his his uh Hello? his Oh you can't you can't hear time. you can't hear her? I couldn't before, but I don't know if I w- am not able to in general. Okay, hold on. Let me let me oh, try. Put it together. Let me let me no, try fine. calling I mean, you. Whatever. Let me try calling you then. Uh, add people to okay. This. Sure. Add people to this call. Hold on. Don't don't. Hang. It's okay if it's a three way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that song. It's so good. Alrighty. Do 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 do. And you know I'm not really stalking you. I'm just joking. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Don't I don't. Worry. I don't. I don't. I'm. I, I'm not that ambitious. All right, I'll call you uh, right back. Okay, bye. All right, bye. All right, let me invite her to the conference, and there we go. Boom. I gotta figure that out how to mix <laughs> two things. You get Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. You're fantastic. How are you, beautiful woman? I'm good. Ooh. Oh, you're so beautiful. I'm so excited to hear your voice. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited to hear your voice, too. Uh, okay, this is not a phone sex chat line. This is a radio show. Oh, actually, by, by, think, wait, by the Louis, way, yes. like, it's, I, I was listening just a little bit from when you posted the link. I just, like, pressed play or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting how... Um, like the expression of love for you seems so deeply intertwined with the expression of sex. You know, like just saying someone's beautiful, just saying that you love someone, that that like becomes a phone sex thing. I know it's a joke. It's just yeah. interesting and funny to me. Well, um, I've, I've enjoy... never I've never been in love, so I don't know what love is. Uh, you really <laughs> think that? Mm-hmm. Eh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I... I... I'm 
I believe you. I just am listening. Actually, um, I, I have a tradition on this show. Whenever I have uh, two lovely ladies on the show, for them to friend zone me. Because uh, my nickname ah. uh, that was affectionately given to me by one of my listeners is called Captain Strikeout. So I'm trying to keep okay. my I'm trying to keep my ERA up. So if you ladies could yeah. please uh, friend zone me, that would be fantastic. I'm sure. definitely Consider not going yourself. to friend zone you because I don't know. I mean, the possibilities ah. in our future are endless. Wow. And I have That's really cool. nice tits, and you might fall in love with them. And I do happen <laughs> to smell nice, and I do happen to have a vagina. So I'm not going to friend zone you because I care. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Um, well, Liz did it really quick because he's like, oh, my God, he's going to yeah. wait for me at, in front of Williamsburg's Soul Cycle. No, first of all, <laughs> you were at the Brooklyn Heights one. Remember, that was the Brooklyn Heights one that you took a picture yeah, of. But that, yeah, but um, that yeah, that's funny that you actually knew the location without me even tagging it. Yeah. I mean, that, I that, was, that was by my job. I mean, but. Right. I know, that's I know. Children, children, don't make me turn this car around. Oh, my goodness. That, I'm sorry, Mommy. So, Dad. Okay. Dad. Mm-hmm. Oh. So yeah, I I was quick to friends on you, but that's honestly, Louis. <laughs> a in a way, it's a joke. Um, but B, um, I I don't know. I'm pretty comfortable with the idea that I don't have like like I wouldn't not have sex with someone just because they had a penis. Mm-hmm. But I am attracted. To femininity more than I'm attracted to masculinity well, in terms of having sex with people, and mm-hmm. so you know it's easy for me to be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you know I am not gonna have sex with you because of your relative masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I mean, it could change. You know, like there are moments that I'm attracted to something more masculine. Um, but for me, it's not about the presence or absence of a penis, but rather the masculinity or femininity. Um, but Rain, mm-hmm. about you mentioned a moment ago about your breasts, and actually somebody who is like a friend of mine from like childhood, I think saw mm-hmm. maybe your play out video, which was so good. I mean, you're always so good in everything that you do, but... Um, that video was just amazing, and it's amazing what that brand seems to be doing. I only know about it from you, you. and so I don't know if you like want to speak to it or whatever. But um, oh yeah, my well, friend... play out. Yeah, play out. Play out just barely released two campaigns back to back. One, um, and they mm-hmm. play out is an underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is an underwear company. Oh yes, that they, uh, that uh, picture. They're gender neutral. Yeah. yeah. That picture that you yeah, they... took with that uh, with uh, that lady that had the double mastectomy. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that was yes. like the picture that linked to one of the articles, right, with the video embedded in it. Right. Yeah. And the video, of course, features um, a girl um, or a person who you would assume has mm-hmm. a vagina, based on the fact. Right. That, yeah. Well, blah blah. blah. Um, but she's kissing mm-hmm. a um, person that of ambiguous gender, based on right. you know what you learned aesthetically is a gender, and so that's kind of and that person of course is me, and you don't know if it's right. somebody with a penis or someone not with a penis. Are they male? Are they female? Are they masculine? Are they feminine? I don't know what's going on? There's stuff happening. There's underwear. There's hands going down the underwear. Oh. Um, yeah. But the most the most important. Video. The most important element of their campaign was actually a photo shoot featuring um, uh, Melanie Testa as well as a few other uh, ladies who have um, 
than uh, breast cancer survivors. And mm-hmm. they yeah, did not to have a double mis- uh, they, they had double mastectomies, uh, so their mm-hmm. breasts uh, were removed, and they opted not to have reconstruction. Um, so mm-hmm. basically, they were opting not to have breasts uh, visible right. again. And right. there are a lot of complications, physical complications that come with reconstructive breast surgery, and it's also very expensive, and it can be very painful, and it just backfires yeah. over time. And so yeah. these people have made a brave choice, and mm-hmm. now they have just these two scars and no nipple, no anything. And it seems mm-hmm. like that's something that would uh, limit their lives, but, but it's actually right. empower them. They can walk around topless places and they can, you know, it's changed the way that they look at their body. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. We did this photo shoot with a topless shoot and I did it with them because obviously the theme was that if they have no breasts and they're androgynous, so I did a shot with them with very large breasts sitting next to somebody who has no breasts. And yeah. so inspired by these people. I just I could I couldn't totally. believe how beautiful they were. And over the past um, two or three days since that campaign has hit the road, it's been in People Magazine, Mashable, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, everywhere. And the ne- the amount yeah. of negative comments that have come mm-hmm. in really? have made me want mm. to seriously bitch slap a lot of people. <laughs> like, what the I'm f- sure. is wrong with these? These people have survived cancer. What? And you calling negative, them what? ugly because you don't have breasts? Oh. You want to talk about what makes wow. someone feminine? And that and people are saying that breasts are what makes you feminine. That's really a low blow. I mean, that's ridiculous. That that that's really ridiculous. is a low blow. Like really, yeah. Wow. I mean, like what? Mm-hmm. Like what? What was the worst comment have you heard uh, about uh, towards these persons uh, who had the? I want to say female. I'm just. Can I say female? Can I just? No, they're they're females. Yeah. Okay. They they have publicly said that we are females. So it's different mm-hmm. if you just don't know that if there's somebody doesn't have a, mm-hmm. hasn't told you what their preference is. I mean, I say just use a gender neutral. But if someone's like I'm, I mm-hmm. want to be referred to as he or she, mm-hmm. then refer to them as mm-hmm. he or she. You know, that's my that's right. my opinion right. on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. no, totally. I think so, that makes sense. Uh, so what was like? What was the worst question? And can you name names? Oh, I love when people name names. Can you name names? Who 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 are the scumbags? Um, okay, um, well, a great example would be to go to today um, on Mashable.com. Oh, okay. You will see that mm-hmm. there was a link that was put up. Um, uh, it was gender neutral underwear defines boundaries by using. Uh, by using breast cancer survivors as models, okay? Mm-hmm. You click on that link, and of, and of course, there are these beautiful women there um, who identify as women are very proud. Now, one of the couples um, is a lesbian couple, um, mm-hmm. and they both have had double mastectomies, mm-hmm. and they're both topless. So it just it, you're just like, what? And it's like floors you. Um, but the second um, person is Melanie Testa, who has been sharing her story with women, trying to encourage them not to pursue reconstructive surgery because of complications that could occur, um, and also helping to guide them through the process of accepting their bodies um, as it goes through a new process, because these are people who grew up with breasts, and they grow up in a culture that defines femininity by breasts, and so she's right. really trying to inspire people. So someone today, um, several people were making comments, but they were saying that these women look like hair, um, hairy chimp apes. Um, they look like, mm, wow. and, and it, um, it was, there was one person who commented, because Melanie Testa has armpit hair, and she has no breasts, mm. um, that mm. she's more of an animal than a human. Damn. And wow. I... I'm like, I could not so believe mean. it. But the things that got me the most were, mm-hmm. um, no. One person said no reconstructive surgery. 
Um, well, mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not my fault that they chose to be ugly. I'm like, right. and not just like that. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested thirteen billion dollars in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. That blew my mind that the, yeah. they're saying that women doesn't have reconstructive surgery, that they're choosing to be ugly because breasts have so right. much to do with that. And it's just like these women have gone through a horrible trauma. One day they were fine. The next minute they're suffering from a disease that could kill them. Yeah. And these people are not just like they're not just like going through the process, uh, the painful process of having to have this stuff removed. They're just choosing mm-hmm. not to be swept under the rug mm-hmm. and they're choosing to right. take their words and their, and their, and their pride out to the world and say, I'm not afraid. I'm not, my life is not going to stop just because I don't fit within what is socially constructed as beautiful. I still love myself, sure. you know, right. and you should be inspired by that shit. These are the type of people that go on Oprah. You know, these are the kind of people mm-hmm. that go on to inspire young people who grow up and have the same complications later on in life to not be so afraid. And we're throwing them down yeah. in the dirt. I mean, what kind of people are these? It just bo- it bothers me. It bothers me a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it's just it's really, it's really mean. Yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of that stuff like stems. I mean, if you're a person who is calling other people ugly, I think that's more about your own insecurity about something than it is about some, you know, actual statement about whoever the object mm. of that of that insult is. So, so yeah, I mean, it's somebody's personal issues, but it's like, I kind of want to tell these people, like, take your carpal mm. tunnel somewhere else. Like, when you're mm-hmm. on your deathbed right. and you want to have those last three seconds to say goodbye yeah. to your ch- yeah. grandchildren, you won't have them because you wasted it telling somebody with cancer or somebody who survived cancer that they were ugly. Congratulations. Mm. Mothle top. Right. Here's the mic. How do you feel? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. Um, I get upset yeah. about that stuff all the time because as a, as a person, I rely yeah. very heavily on breasts to be able to get into women's bathrooms. I rely very heavily mm-hmm. on them so that I don't get pepper sprayed going in for opportunities that we've given women um, because mm-hmm. we divide our society in a bi- with a binary language and therefore there are benefits to being male, benefits to being female. And when I go for um, opportunities that are offered for women, I need to use my right. breasts like they are a fucking security passport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. Well, anyway, what my friend said Access granted. Um, was that you had really nice tits. So... <laughs> True story. Uh, oh, dear God. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that, that was, she saw the video or something that I posted that, you know, you had said to share, and I shared it, and she was like, your friend Rain has really nice boobs. <laughs> um, so, well. Yes. <laughs> um, 
anyway. So, okay. Oh, well, this is so exciting that this, yeah? Oh, Hello? I just did thing. Yeah, I'm okay. still here. Hey, what's up, guys? Sure. Um, so, okay. So, sorry. I didn't mean to, like, crash your interview, but, um, Louie, no, what no. I want to know about, okay, more about cool. what's going on with you, but oh, I don't know if we're allowed oh, to what's going on with me? I yeah. mean, I, I have a show this Sunday where I get to do 20 minutes, which is very exciting. Mm. Um, so I'm and preparing it's a long that. time. It Great. is a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um... And oh, please rise for the Brooklyn like, National Anthem. What's that? Please rise for the Brooklyn National Anthem. Yeah, uh-huh. you're here in the background. Sorry, yeah. yeah, I'm actually in my apartment. It sounds like I'm outside, maybe, but, but that's actually indoors. Um, and now I know so, you live in Williamsburg. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I, I will yeah, find so that's, you. That's probably like the biggest thing. That where I, Where is it occurring so that... Potential listeners oh, may be able to go forth. Yeah, totally. It's in New yeah. Milford, Connecticut. Damn. Um, so it's like an hour and 43 minutes away. Metro North. Take your Metro North Railroad so that way you could drink and come home and not get a ticket. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's some place mm-hmm. called like Fast Eddie's or something. <laughs> Fast Eddie's. Milford, Connecticut. Uh, but it should be fun. I'm excited for it. Um, what's going on with you guys? Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. Fast Eddie Gold and Don. Oh, oh no, that's not it. Nope. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Oh wait, Fast Eddie Billiards. Uh yes. All yeah. right, found it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Liz, what time is your show on Sunday? It's on at seven thirty. Doors are at seven. It's twenty bucks in advance, twenty five at the door. Um, I'm trying to find the address. Fast Eddie's Billiards Cafe is at 46 Old State Road, New Milford, Connecticut, 06776. The number is 860-350-8569. Or go on their website to www.fasteddies.com. Nice. Wow, Louie. That's awesome. Very supportive. Very radio of you. I've been doing uh, I've been doing like? this for over ten years. Nice. Yes. That's great. What's been going on with you, Louie? Uh, working, doing the show. Yeah. You know, doing open mics, mm-hmm. almost getting banned from some. Yeah. Yeah. yeah keeping, it, keeping it very Louie B. Keeping it very yep. Uh, trying to change it up. Uh, you know, I'm trying to Bill Hicks it a lot, but. Yeah. I've seen your post about that. Um, I, I really love Bill Hicks, and I also really love you, and I love how, even though there are many times that I don't agree with you on the basis of mm. content, I'm always mm. happy to hear your perspective. Yeah, a lot, um, a lot of people don't agree I, based on my content. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's fine. I don't I don't care yeah. about that. I don't need to agree with you. Okay, are you sure it's fast Eddie's Sports and Billiards? Because yeah. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the thing right now and it says it's closed on May 31st. Um, yeah, I think yes, it's there. Uh Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to Oh, wait. This wait, they gave me the wrong FM website. Okay. No, it's not fasteddies.com. Scratch that. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness! All right. I no, got... I think it is. I'm now. I'm looking at another poster. You were right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
that's fine. Now, now I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it so that way okay. I get people. And of course, Fast Eddie's Billiards Cafe. But Rain, it seems like there's a ton going on with you, which is so exciting. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, here so it is. It's fast. Fast that. That actually, that's I actually have a big campaign coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, Tell me. And it's for. Well, I I can only I'm not allowed to say too much about it. Um, sure. But what mm-hmm. I can say is that it's a commercial menswear campaign. Nice. And you would like the way you look. It featured men's it. bathing suits. Ah. That's all I can tell oh, you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's very um, exciting. Do they, do, I they, was like, do they cater yeah. to the plus size gentlemen? <laughs> um, they carry a lot of different sizes. They're they're an amazing right. company and they're very oh, okay. sophisticated. Um, I don't like the term plus size, by the way. <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing as plus size. I think that there should just be sizes and there should be numbers corresponding to the sizes that we know if it's going to fit us or not. But we should not be using the term plus size. I went. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I went to a Brooklyn industry store and I asked, "Do they have like size forty-four jeans?" The sales associate said, "We don't have goddamn." Wow. Damn it! That mm. sucked. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we we don't cater to your size here, sir. You must leave. Mm-hmm. It's like damn. You could get a bag. The only thing at Brooklyn Industries that's my size is a bag. That's for mm-hmm. that's for Rhett. That's for Rhett Seaver. <laughs> yeah, he loves bags. Yeah. Thank God for bags. Yeah. Um okay, cool. Well that's exciting. So that's that's something and, and you've said as much as you can say about it, Rain. Right. And then of course mm-hmm. I always do I'm doing like I work with a lot of different um causes and things like that. So Yeah. Um you'll see some more stuff coming out about like um various causes. I'm still trying to get you to come out with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want you to come do some volunteer work with me. Um, okay. I think uh, I think my next uh, the next thing I'm going to be working with are elderly people. Um, do you know okay. Cool. Um, nice. I want to work to help them obtain um, better rights. To, uh, senior mm-hmm. citizens get taken advantage of more than children do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more right. abuse in the um, in hospice care than there is in child care. Um, okay. Um, so basically, I want to go and um, you know talk with the um, various people, record mm-hmm. their stories, and try to mm-hmm. get uh, more visibility um, so that they can have better... That's a great idea. Office. Yeah. That's yeah. a really great idea. And actually, from my law professor days, I have uh, a friend who does elder law. She works at... I think she's still at Syracuse, um, but she's, she's like a That don't make person, her a bad person. And, what's that? That don't make her a bad person. No, it doesn't at all. She's no. a great person. No, um no. and I, I actually really like Syracuse. Um, the school and the town. It's wonderful in the summer. Um but anyway, she does elder rights and so she might be like a cool person to connect with for you, Rain. That would be really cool. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. I wanna get you yeah. I wanna get you moving in with me. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Film a sitcom. Um, good. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you, too. Uh, you you, they could call us Rain Glazer. Totally. Totally. Rain Glazer. <laughs> I can already sing the theme song. That's, that almost sounds like a yeah. Spanish cleaner. Uh-huh. Rain Glazer. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, we I would buy it. Yeah. I, uh, me, too. What do you I mean, wash your clothes with? Rain Glazer. Group in terms of 
the selection, but yeah. Yeah, um, I like, cool. like you can buy the ring laser and we'll take care of everything in your house. Very nice. <laughs> Sounds like my dad. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Whenever you want. All the time, Liz Glazer. Yes. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to both of you guys. Love you. Um, so I will jump off and continue to listen to your conversation. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Again, um, okay. check out Liz Glazer's show at Fast Eddie Billiards on May 31st at 7.30. And, uh, and the address to that is 46 Old State Road, New Milford, Connecticut, 06776. Check out the website at fasteddies.co. That's uh, nice. fasteddies.co. So, Liz, thank gra- you. Grazie. Oh. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, All right, bye, guys. Good. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for being my okay. friend. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye. You know, I like when that happens because I get to sit back. I, you know, got got it. I got to. I was drinking some some soda, just relaxing, just listening. Wow, you're drinking soda. Eh, you know, yeah. some some people some people do cocaine. Some people smoke weed. Some people shoot up. I I drink diet Pepsi. <sighs> it's what gets me through the day. So, anyways, uh. Just th- this one question I got. Uh, when when you do yeah. dress in uh, male clothing, do you get a sense of male privilege? Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. There's two parts to this answer. Okay. Number one, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as male clothing. When I put something on that's supposed to be for male, my vagina does not fall off. <laughs> so therefore, if I'm wearing it and it doesn't fall off, my vagina still exists, then it becomes women's clothing the minute I have it on my body. Um, okay. However, I do understand what you mean by that. Of course, um, the, that, uh, so, the socially constructed ideology mm-hmm. that this is clothing not only tailored for men uh, or slash people with a penis, but is also tailored for um, people to be able to identify people with a penis as people with a penis in our society. And I do um, experience quite a quite a bit of uh, male privilege. Now, male privilege is a good thing, but it's also a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people understand how hard it is to be a guy. Um, there's a lot of pressure on men to be um, complete, to have their stuff together. Um, and especially if you're a poor guy, it's very difficult. If you're a poor girl, you can be rescued, and that's a Cinderella situation, and that's considered romantic. But if you're a poor guy... You're considered pathetic, a loser, um, and you're not considered attractive by any means. Um, and there's a lot of pressure for you to get your stuff together, um, mm-hmm. to be self-sufficient, to yeah. be able to be a provider, to be able to be someone who can absorb emotion but not necessarily express it or fully feel it. Um, there's a lot of pressure to be able to be um, protective of your partner or to be able to handle yourself physically in an environment. Um and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to be a guy. It's very hard to be a guy. Um, the only reason why I prefer a, um, a masculine presentation. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Ah. Am I still in this thing? Yeah, you are. Yeah, okay, good. Sorry. The only reason why I prefer. Sorry, I heard like this weird sound on my phone. Um, mm-hmm. But the only reason why I prefer 
a masculine presentation over a feminine presentation um, by our commercial standards of what is masculine and feminine is that there is an understanding um, that you do have your shit um, together or that you are self-sufficient. So when I walk down the street, I feel a little safer. I feel safer as a white man in America than I do as a white woman, or especially as a white woman who does kind of look like they could be a transsexual um, mm -hmm. white woman or a lesbian white woman, both of which um, are um, definitely a little lower on the totem pole as far as um, acceptance goes and as far as, um, you know, as far as feeling safe um, and trusted. Um, at the same time, um, I only use being a male to get around um, the city on my day to day. So I don't really, people don't question me as much when I'm wearing masculine stuff. I look more comfortable in men's clothing because I am, um, mm -hmm. you know, as I say, men's clothing quote in quotes. Um, you can't see them because they're invisible because you're on the radio, but I'm quoting <laughs> with my fingers. Yes. Um, but um, some of the other things I experience when I uh, when I do dress in uh, quote unquote men's attire, um, I do I do also experience um, the ability to negotiate my pay a little bit better. Um, yeah. Which I did a lot of private contractor jobs. Um, these are jobs that are typically suited for people with penises, aka men. Um, and I could go I would go to people's houses off from Craigslist, and I would offer to do things like plumbing jobs, electric jobs. I'd even put together IKEA furniture. Um, and I found that when I walked in, if I had my breasts showing at all or I had any sign that I was a girl, um, a.k.a. a person with a vagina, um, they would oftentimes question what I was doing, ask me to tell them what the steps are and what I was going to do. Um, and at the end, they would pay me a little tighter. It was like, um, it, was inter it was very interesting. But as a guy... Um, they tended not to get in my way so much. Um, I would tell them I'm here to do the job, and they would just trust that I had it done. So it's mm. just it's just more efficient to be a male, I find. Um, however, um, it's more profitable, um, I think, in the long run to be a female um, because females get a lot of free stuff. And I don't even know if females or people with vaginas really realize how much free stuff they get. Oh, yeah. They get everything from free entry to a club to free drinks. They can get... Um, better, you know, they do get better tips oftentimes um, in their jobs, um, and it's there's there's just a lot of free there's just like a lot of free handouts, um, and they're and it's kind of like a retribution thing, like sorry we've oppressed you for so long, but um, but it's also kind of a little um, it's also a reverse inequality or inequality in general um, between men and women. Um, that women get elevated to a level that men can't attain. So if I go to a club, um, if I appear like I have a penis, I suddenly have to pay $50 more to get in, um, which I think is ridiculous. And then the people who present themselves as if they have a vagina, they, have, they don't have to pay at all. And when you have somebody walking in and they're... Um, and they're paying, and the other person isn't paying, and you're um, you're basically saying they are paying for that experience to experience the other person. So you're objectifying women in the end anyway by being like, well, guys have to pay to be here, women don't. Therefore, um, it's kind of like men are buying the experience to be with women. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I like I I kind of made this joke like uh, money doesn't matter to women unless you're a fat guy. Then you get then you have to pay by the pound. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that's just that's just you know what it, uh, you know my, even my father and my uncle older uncles they would say well that's you know you gotta pay for women that's just how it is and it's yeah and it's like what what you know and, and when you qu- try to question that you get called you know you, you know as a as a male you you know you get shamed it's like why why do I have to pay for some for you know, for this person, if I barely know them, I mean, this is another joke I made. Um, you know, why is it wrong for me to expect her to open her legs on the first date, but not wrong for her to expect me to open my wallet on the first date? Well, I think that sex and money are very different, and you're taking you're you, you're taking yeah, advantage, yeah, of one, yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think that you can't equate money and sex. Sure you can. You know. No, money and sex are completely separate. It's not a universal trade thing. You're not buying somebody's body. We're done with like that period of time. What is um, marriage then? Marriage marriage is nothing but a, you know, a, a Marriage sort of... is not a purchase of somebody's body. Marriage is a social and governmental contract that yeah. says if you and I put our lives together, then we're also going to hold each other accountable financially and legally. Um, and we're going to support each other in that way throughout life. It has nothing to do with sex. Many couples actually do have sex with other partners within their relationships, mm-hmm. and there are a ton of swinger parties <laughs> out there. Um, but just because you get married, just because you put a ring on that person's finger does not mean you own their body. doesn't mean that you own their future or any of their sexual experiences. Well, then... It means that you're entering into a legal and government – you're entering into a governmental contract with this person saying that you're going to be liable for them. Which means there's no reason to get married ever. <laughs> no, you shouldn't get married unless you – I believe that people should, should get married um, if they have a spiritual um, element about it. You know, if they, if they really do feel like that's – part of the it's a, it's a personal choice you know if they want to get married and they want to show that they are going to bind to each other and take care of each other and be loyal to each other in that way and monogamous for the rest of their life or they just want to show that they want to go through life together and witness each other's um you know growth to death um that's one thing mm-hmm. but yeah i mean the whole entire consumerism ideologies that have been put upon us um by <laughs> Society is ridiculous. The fact that a guy has to buy a woman a $10,000 ring and pay alimony. I mean, obviously the alimony thing is changing nowadays. Um, that's, that's shifted a lot. But yeah. it used to be like, it's a, it was a huge risk for a guy, you know, a person with a penis to pop the question. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> it's expensive. It's an expensive process. It is. But, yeah, it's very expensive. It's, it's crazy. But, um... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. In fact, in marriage, because I was kind of, I was having this conversation with someone. What are your thoughts uh, are on gender roles? Well, gender roles or sex roles? Oh, gender roles. Like a man, uh, you know, he's supposed, he's the one that does the, the fixing and the what, uh, the fixing, the, the, the uh, earning and the woman is, does the cooking and the cleaning and the raising of the children's, children's. Um, I think that everybody has a different thing that they can contribute to this world, mm-hmm. and everyone has a different passion for those things. And if we want to live in the best world possible, we need to let people do what they are best at. We need to let people do what they are most passionate about. Mm-hmm. And the things that people are most passionate about, they might not necessarily be the like 
most productive at, but that means absolutely nothing if they're happy. You know, um, happiness goes a long way on this planet. Um, I don't believe that that should be a strict rule. Mm. I don't think that just because I have a vagina, I belong in the kitchen because I can guarantee you I can fix most things in your house better than you can. Huh. I, I bet you I could probably do most, most construction gigs better than you can do because I have a lot of experience and a lot of passion about it. Um, and I don't belong in a kitchen. I have a vagina, but I don't belong in a kitchen. Mm. I love cooking. I'm a damn good cook. And I like kids. They're interesting. But I'll be damned if I end up marrying somebody or and, um, and or getting into a relationship with them for an extended period of time and be limited. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, but I do think I do think that um, it's it's a healthy thing for a couple um, to have some kind of structure or a construct to their lives. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think I don't think that we should demonize stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads. I don't think that we should demonize couples that have that construct. But I don't think that should be set in all ways, like for all people. It should just be based on the individual. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um. Mm. What about you? I mean, what do you want in a partner? I don't even know do if I want. That? I, I don't even know if I want to get married at this point. Did I scare you? <laughs> no, it, no. It's just like I see, like a lot of the older guys that I've worked with that have been divorced, and mm -hmm. now they're now they're paying all this money for child support and. You know, I hear all the horror stories about, um, about, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, being taken for alimony and the dude, the, 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 the uh, their ex-wives moved their boyfriends into the houses that they, that they're still paying for. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, and again, the joke that I've, I've said before, like, uh, my cousin's first wife, my cousin has an eight pack. He was in the army. He has a good paying job. His first wife cheated on him. What the fuck hope do I have? <laughs> well, I'm I think like, that you're an individual human being. When the person that you fall for and or people that you may fall for are individual human beings. And you cannot compare your story to other people because it's a completely separate life. Yeah, but you know. You don't know what's in the future. You know, but it, it is written, wise is the person that learns from other people's mistakes. Well, there are a lot of things that are written. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know? It's like, it's just like, oof. And, yeah. I mean, and everybody has something that may be a mistake for one person, may not be a mistake for others. There have been a lot of people who have come to New York City with nothing but the clothes on their back and tried to make themselves successful, and it ruined them. Yeah. It ruined them mentally financially, emotionally. And I look at all the people who have failed, and I know a lot more people that have failed than haven't. If I had learned from their mistakes, I would have stayed at home, and I would have, I would, I don't know, I'd be in a different place, but I decided that I wanted to learn from my own mistakes, and I pursued it, and I threw my heart into it, and look at me now. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm not, like, mega famous, but I'm doing pretty damn well. And I didn't fall down the same hole that everyone else did because I'm an individual with a different path than everyone else. Well, there you go. So, um, mm -hmm. hmm, what else? <laughs> what else? In fact, let's see. Let's see. Uh, like Christy, let's let's read the chat room. Christy in the chat room. Uh, 
Great show, Louie. It's nice to hear some substance and real. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Nothing is foolproof. Think seatbelts, sunscreen, and smoke detectors. But they do have one big thing in common. The pros of using them outweigh the cons of not using them. COVID-19 vaccines are similar. Some people may have side effects, but getting a vaccine outweighs the risks of not getting it. Rely on what works. Before you travel this holiday season, visit vaccines.gov for more info and to book a COVID-19 shot. Thoughts? Um, and I, I was like, autopilot when you and Liz were talking. Uh, LOL, yes. I like Radio Louie with real guests have something that have something to say. Uh, Ashton, she goes, fuck Cinderella situations. Uh. Yeah, right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I like Cinderella. I, I like Cinderella, but yeah, fuck it, it never works. For every chick that expects a man to pay, I'll show you one who doesn't. Says Christy, Louis. I agree. Louis, everyone tells you this. Start listening and living. Okay, I mean, okay. I want. I wonder if Christy wants. Oh, Christy asked if you were Polish. I... If I was Polish, jeez, Christy, that's so personal. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, my last name is Dubalaski. A lot of people don't know that. I go by Rain Dove, which is my real name. My full name is Rain Dove Danielle Victoria Rupert Dubaleski. Damn. Um, I know. But Rain Dove. Um, that actually yeah, reminds my, me of my uncle. It, His name is Jose uh, Contreras de la Vega uh, Martinez Rodriguez Jr. Wow, you got the accent in there too. You'd what? make yourself a fine lesbian. Would I really? Mm-hmm. You're with a tongue motion? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I could do. I could also do Chewbacca. So, oh, you'd make a good. You'd, oh man, you'd make a good faggot. Tell you what, let that dick slide down your throat like no, that. No, I don't want. Gurgle. No, they love it. No, I'm just saying you have possibilities. No, I don't want that. That's not me. No. <laughs> Am I being too lewd for no, you? No, Rain. I don't want to be gay. <laughs> That's not. I like Virginia. There's nothing wrong with being straight. I think it 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 really is an individual thing. You have to love yourself, and you have to love your life. You know, you can't limit yourself. Yeah. I think all people are pansexual. In which way I mean is that what is pansexual? Really, my identif- um my definition of pansexual is you love who you love, no matter what, no matter what's between the legs, no matter what's on their face, no matter what they look like, no matter. Um, any physical element um, that they carry with them, you love them. Um, and love um, love is something that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, have a limit to it. And so um, if the right person walks into your life and you really feel that heart connection, mm-hmm. you really feel that pounding and that you feel that, connect, that that connection that kind of vibrates you all throughout your body and mm-hmm. it makes you feel like maybe there's something more intellectual and sexual 
um, within that person that you could connect with for a long period of time. Um, it doesn't really matter, um, those elements. It doesn't matter what they have between the legs. doesn't matter the color of their skin. doesn't matter the religion or where they've been, where they're going. Um, the only time I've ever felt like that, um, it's, it was towards uh, a woman who turned out to be insane. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> well, that's a one-time thing, and it happens. The, those things happen. Sometimes we're not compatible with people that we fall for, and that's okay. But... The thing is, is that we don't know what the possibilities are. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, and you don't know what a few years from now is going to bring, and you don't know the kinds of things that you're going to be exposed to or the kinds of people that are going to come into your life, and you don't know how you're going to be affected by that, and you don't want to limit yourself because yeah. you have a lot of good stuff to bring to this world, Louise. You have a lot of amazing stuff to bring this world, and you shouldn't limit yourself. You shouldn't limit who you love. You shouldn't limit what you do. You shouldn't limit what you say or the kinds of comedy that you bring to people. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't limit yourself on any level. No, because because, limit because, yourself, because other people will. <laughs> you, limit, you limit what you get. Because other, other people will limit you. <laughs> no, other people will try to limit you, but no one will actually limit you. There's no such thing as other people limiting you. Um, it's mm. it's you know, it's okay if people like turn off to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it kind of makes your job a little easier, to be honest. <laughs> There's 7 billion people on the planet to deal with. It's like, who do you really want to talk to? <laughs> it's nice to have some people kind of get out of the line. Well, I just <laughs> totally X'd out all of India and China, so... Um... Oh, why'd you X all those people out? I don't know. I just... You know, I just... Oh, that and uh, Lithuania. I don't know. I don't. Tr I can't trust the Lithuanian. Why? What's up with the Lithuanian? You nothing. Like I just wanted, no, nothing. I just wanted to pick a random people to be racist towards. Mm. I don't understand why you find the need to be limiting. Is it because so many people limit you based on who you are and what you look like? Uh, probably. So you kind of push back against the world in order to be able to show that, hey, you know, people push against me, so I. I push too, and it's just the way it is, and you kind of deal with it in comedy. Pretty much. Like, I want to be, like, honestly, I want, I, I made a a, uh, a comment on Facebook. I, I want to be, like, Bill Hicks and, like, uh, 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 Sam Kinison. Mm-hmm. You know, throw, throw in some Patrice O'Neill for, you know, the whole, you know, talking about the, the whole feminist feminism thing third well third wave feminism it's not that it's not that I'm against women having equal rights it, you know it makes sense uh it's right. just it's just that it's just the extra it's just the man hating bullshit that I hate I agree with you and sometimes equal rights aren't that equal um it's like they want equal rights but with privileges like yeah. the they want the free entry into the club and they don't want to have to pay for the drink. Yeah. But at the same time, they want the equal rights. You know that they also want all the stuff that the, that the males get. Um, like they want to be able to, you know, say say like it's a it's a gentleman's club and blah blah blah. They the tables are can only be purchased by men. They want to be able to be one of the people that purchases the table. So the tables can't only be purchased by men. They can be purchased by men and women. But they still want the free entry and they still want the free drinks. Well, the thing um, that it goes a step further than that. Like, let's say there's a, a space, like a, a space for for men, like uh, 
like like not not like a gentleman's club, but like a a um. Well, by gentlemen's club, but not like a strip club, but like uh, an actual gentleman's club where, you know, gentlemen go, they smoke some cigars, they talk politics, you know, basically, oh, they have like a locker room situation. It's, it, you know, I hate the fact that there, there are feminists that will want to like, want to get in there, want to be included. And then once they are included in that, try to dictate on how men should speak, how, how men should act. When it's like, wait a minute, you're in our space. How are you dictating on how we should act? I think it's difficult because you're talking about two different things. Oh, okay. One is a one is sexual rights, women, female rights, and male rights. Mm-hmm. And one is sexual culture, which um, has been created over the binary division of these people through time. And having things like men's clubs and female spa days and blah, 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 all these things are not necessarily birthrights, but they definitely are cultural nuances that have been established for a period of time and kind of feel like rights. Um, and it's hard because uh, I feel like that's a PC thing, too. Like, it's, it's like mm. why we don't have schools divided by race anymore. You know what I mean? It's not okay to have an all-white school. Um, and um, that came with equal rights. So when we have equal rights, is it okay for there to be a gentleman's club? Um, and the answer is yes, of course. Um, as long as it's breeding positivity, in my opinion. Um, all humans should be able to do whatever they want to do, as long as it's not going to hurt anyone. Um, but if it's a gentleman's club... What's, what's wrong with a bunch of nice uh, gentlemen, you know, you know, throwing their hands up in the air, burning crosses? You know, that, that's, they're, they're good boys. I think that when we look at the world, Mm -hmm. I think that food, shelter, water, and safety are the first four things that every human needs. And when you look at people who really need to be dealt with in a way that's forceful or a way that really helps to change or modify their behavior or maybe even eradicate a culture, you look at are they impeding on everyone else's ability to obtain food, shelter, water, and safety. Mm And during that time period, those people most certainly did impede on um, those four things, but especially the safety aspect. Um, these people were very violent people, and these people were people who intentionally attacked others um, and singled them out, and therefore they had to be dealt with. Now, does every person with a penis let, um, act like that? No. In a gentleman's club, is there? are they intentionally trying to go out and... Um, you know, eradicate the female persuasion or anyone with like a vagina? No. Um, have you really heard a lot of stories of people at gentlemen's clubs getting in the way of um, other folks and hurting them physically or, you know, um, no, you know, conspiring mostly, to ruin them? No, it's but it's a cult. The, there's a difference. Like, like, there's a reason why gentlemen's cl- um, clubs should be respected because they, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural. It's a cultural club. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that the people that are partaking in that club are sexist or that they are conspiring to ruin the female culture. It's just, you know, you don't have to participate in it, but it, 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 I think it's okay to exist as long as it's not hurting anyone. Yeah. I mean, and I do believe, you know, spaces for men are, are healthy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, used to hang out when I hung out with my father as a child. We used to go to uh, space, not strip clubs, but like spaces where men were being men. 
and it was, mm. you, you know, just being masculine. Well, men are men all the time. Well, I'm just saying, you know, because, I mean, we, we, we do live in a, in a like, mm, okay, when I was part of a, a 9-11 conspiracy group, there was this one lady that you know we would we would at, we would just make these we would make jokes we would you know carry on as men do and she would just roll her eyes like oh my god you act like my you act immature you act and and then i was like look you're the one that's acting immature by you know trying to limit how we act we're not hurting anyone we're not being um sexist or racist towards anyone we're not hurting anyone we're making we're making uh, like it's like why you gotta be so filthy why you gotta put your damn uh you know your damn morality on us well you know i go to a men's club here in new york called the lucky guy lounge oh okay and it's a men's lounge mm-hmm. um and i have the privilege to go and there's definitely a different culture that we have cu- curated as a binary um identifying society mm-hmm. that does recognize people on a binary level and there's a different vibe um i don't go there for fruity cocktails and like cute sparkly manicures and delicate treatment and soft flirty smiles i go there so that i can like really ground myself i feel very grounded when i go into um the men's club um my conversations are very intellectual based and sometimes it's a bit like a mind game um, you know, you're, when you're talking with people, there's respect, but there's definitely a, a more of a, it's more of a mental game. Um, and I also find that a lot of, um, a lot of the things that we've created to be men's culture definitely have a, this very rustic, rougher kind of feel to them that sometimes can be very refreshingly raw. Um, and males tend to really handle each other, I think, in a more delicate manner. I mean, I find that men um, or people with penises and those hormones levels especially, the way that they handle their emotions is very interesting. Um, they process them in a certain way. They communicate them only if they really feel like it really needs to be communicated. This is not for all men, by the way. This is just for um, a, a, a majority that I have experienced thus far. Um, and when a when a when something is done it's done that's it like you know it's like it's nice sometimes it's nice to like just be in a conflict with a guy over a female group people um where if i go to a female spa which mm-hmm. i have gone to all women's day spas quite a few of them in new york city yes um did you get the happy ending to be a little lighter and you talk about your personal problems and you talk about and what did you say did you get yourself the happy ending Mm. You know, no. I was feel weird about asking for a happy ending in a girl's spa. Oh, why not? No, I thought I thought that's like it's... included in the price, though. Well, it's an all girl spa, so yeah. it's for women only. Okay, I can't I can't go in there, but like, hey, ladies, how you doing? And sometimes it's not always a happy ending. No, I mean, you know, the whole entire happy ending culture is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody needs to calm down. <laughs> um, but the but the vibe. It's very different. It's lighter. It's um, the the issue is being resolved by um, there's commu- there's communication about it. And for I find that females sometimes just need to vent. They mm-hmm. just need to vent. And so do that's, men. That's right, and they do. But they're different kinds of venting. Mm-hmm. You know, 
One is a feedback and a story comparison. That happens with, with the end of female persuasion. Um, but for the male persuasion, it's very like they tell their story. A lot of people might give some feedback on it or say, oh, man, that sucks. But there's not a story comparison a lot, you know, a lot of times. It's not like, okay, you told me your story. Let me tell you my story, which is much worse than your story. <laughs> you know, like that happens a lot in the, in the spot. Like, you think you have problems. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Everyone's an individual. They they deal with their own shit differently. But um, I don't believe that it's it's black and white as far as how people deal with their problems and stuff. But what I'm saying is that um, going to these places, there's definitely a very clear um, there's definitely a very clear way um, that uh, that we have curated culture based on genitalia, and it's very 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 visible mm-hmm. um, just by going to a men's lounge and like you know a woman's lounge is like. It's night and day. It's it's incredible, and it's funny because those things will shift. Like, did you know that Napoleon Dynamite invented heels? Wait, what? You, did you know Napoleon Dynamite invented heels? Oh, not Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte invented Napoleon Dynamite. I was looking at. My I was mind. like, wait a minute, wait, why? Is Napoleon <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte invented he- heels. Apologize. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't oh. know he invented heels. He invented heels. Gosh. Like he was- uh, no, they used to be a men's thing. Yes. Also, men used to wear dresses, robes, things like that. I Pretty still, I still wear a robe because I'm starting my own religion. You should. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm getting right on that. I'm gonna get uh, some tax-free status, probably get some followers, and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give them, le- uh, get some lemonade, have them drink lemonade. Instead of Kool-Aid? Instead of Kool-Aid, because that's been copyrighted. I don't want to owe no money to the Jim Jones estate. Sounds like a lonely religion. Are you the only one drinking lemonade? Yeah, you know, I don't like to share. I just like to sip on my lemonade. Do I need to call you help? Are you in a suicidal position? Don't move. I'll find you. Please. What? Like, see... Why the hell do I have to go? Fuck suicide. No, I'm homicidal. I'm planning I'm planning a mass shooting. <laughs> and Fuck. he says that on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. That's right, because yeah. you know what? That didn't make no punk. I want people ready for my ass. <laughs> I'm ready. We got you recorded. We can get you arrested right now. I just have to put you on hold. You gotta catch me you gotta catch me first. I got this I got this all planned out. Look. The way that you describe yourself doesn't sound like you run very fast. Uh, hey, yeah, well, you'd be, su- <laughs> you'd be surprised. And Rhett Seaver says, "Nice, she is amazing." <laughs> oh, Rhett Seaver. Yeah. Yep. I love Rhett Seaver. Right, he just contacted me recently about um, sending in a resume for um, an LGBT event. Everybody always wants me to play trans people, and it's like just because I'm an ugly woman, you know. Mm. <laughs> So I mean, yeah. do do you consider yourself trans or? I consider myself whatever the fuck you think I am. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I have female genitalia, and I love my body, and okay. I love being a woman, and I love all the things that come with that. But damn, do I also love being a white guy in America? It's just the way that it is. Um, <laughs> you almost you almost I, sound like Louis C.K. saying that. <laughs> I love Louis C.K. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am whatever people think I am, and I'm okay with that. Like, 
you know, it doesn't really matter unless we're going to sleep together. I mean, if you know, I hear, then it, just, it gets caught, it gets expensive when, to sleep with a penis if you have a vagina. You know, so you get the birth control, the lube, the condoms, the whole thing, and then on top of that, they get you pregnant. I mean, it's a lifetime of commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's rough. Yeah. Um, In fact, here's but, yeah. um. Let me play this clip from Louis C.K. I enjoy being white. Ooh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, negative. I'm a bummer. I don't know. I, I shouldn't be. I'm a very, uh, you know, lucky guy. I got a lot going for me. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm relatively young. I'm white, which thank God for that shit, boy. That is a huge leg up. Are you kidding me? Oh, God, I love being white. I really do. Seriously, if you're not white, you're missing out because this shit is thoroughly good. It, and but let me be clear, by the way, I'm not saying that white people are better. I'm... And mind you, this dude is Mexican as fuck. Saying that being white <laughs> is clearly better. Who could even argue? <laughs> if it was an option, I would re-up every year. Oh, yeah, I'll take white again. Absolutely. I've been enjoying that. I'm going to stick with white. Thank you. Here's how great it is to be white. I could get in a time machine and go to any time, and it would be fucking awesome when I get there. <laughs> exclusively a white privilege black people can't fuck with time machines a black guy in a time machine is like hey think before 1980 no thank you I don't want to go but I can go to any time the year two I don't even know what's happening then but I know when I get there welcome we have a table right here for you sir <laughs> thank you oh, it's lovely here in the year two I can go to any time. In the past, I don't want to go to the future and find out what happens to white people because we're going to pay hard for this shit. You got to know that. We're not going to just fall from number one to two. They're going to hold us down and fuck us in the ass forever. And we totally deserve it. But for now, we. <laughs> now, if you're, if you're white and you don't admit that it's great, you're an asshole. It is great. And I'm a man. How many advantages could one person have? I'm a white man. You, you can't even hurt. Again, he's Mexican as fuck. Hurt my feelings. <laughs> what can you really call a white man that really digs deep? Hey, cracker. Oh, ruined my day. <laughs> Boy, shouldn't have called me a cracker. Bringing me back to owning land and people. What a drag. And Louis C.K. <laughs> yes, owning land. Very and, talented. Owning land and people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I feel I feel the same way. Being a guy is like I wake up I'm like wee. Okay, let's do the. Let's see how let's see how big I can get my muscles today. <laughs> let's see. Then I go back to sleep being all lazy. So. <laughs> so um well hmm. I mean there are a lot of advantages to being a guy yeah. and I you know identify as a gender capitalist because um, mm-hmm. I like taking advantage of those advantages because it's like in, instead of instead of seeing um, yourself as being limited you can see yourself as taking advantage of whatever gender 
um, has the most advantages in the moment. Like, for instance, if I were to be alive during the time of the Titanic, I would get myself a nice-paying job on that ship as a beautiful, handsome, tall, well-built young man. But the minute that ship was sinking, I'd rip my tits out so fast and be like, women and children first, women and children. I'd be like, women, women. <laughs> um, and those are just cultural advantages that happen um, and that, you know, you can kind of take advantage of. <laughs> Wow, that just that just that just bugged me. <laughs> just like, oh, oh, okay. Only when it suits you. Oh, I don't want to die. Like fuck. You mean I gotta well, fuck? Yeah. You mean I gotta fucking swim in this freezing water? You don't have to die. You don't have to swim in the freezing water. Someone's got to swim in the freezing water. They didn't have enough boats on the ship, but it didn't have to be divided by genitalia. Um, or age. Or age. There's a lot of things that we do in the society to divide people. We divide them by socioeconomics. We can, we can divide them by race. We divide them by religion. We divide them by what state they live in. We divide them by what kind of shoes they wear. We divide them by if their eyesight is good or not. We divide them by, like, so many things. It's ridiculous. Because mm -hmm. there's 7 billion people on the planet. We want to have the best that we can have in the world. It's like, you know. And I refuse. I have a lot of good stuff to limit to offer this world, and I refuse to be limited. Mm -hmm. So yeah, damn right, I'm going to take advantage of it. I mean, if you're handing out free cupcakes, then I'm going to take the cupcake. And I, you know, I, I don't want to be limited just because you're not handing out free cupcakes to vaginas. If what you need is a dick in order to be able to get that free cupcake, I'll walk up there and get it because if that's the premise to it, it's like ridiculous. I'll, I, I want it. I want the best I can have so I can give the best I can give. And if, if you're a person who is oppressive, get out of my fucking way, because I have a lot of great stuff to give you. Um, but if you get in my way by trying to limit me based on a binary law spectrum mm -hmm. that, like, says just because you're trying to tell you you get this and you don't get this, um, you're not getting in my way. You're getting in your own way. You're getting in your way, because you're getting in the you're getting directly in the path of my ability to give you a lot of good things. So, you know what I mean? So how would you feel because, um, you know, uh, there are the, these women's only open mics happening. How would you feel if a gentleman just says, fuck it, I want to I wanna perform at an open mic. I'm going to put on this dress. I'm going to shave my legs. I'm going to, you know, get these, like, fake tits that they sell at, uh, uh, what, uh, um, what the fuck is that store called? Well, whatever you know, the these uh the uh, sex shops that sell stuff for cross dressers. How would you feel if a gentleman just says does that? Well, I think that what you're talking about is very similar to your gentleman's club thing, mm -hmm. where the women's only mic is a cultural thing. Um, it's not necessarily a fuck you to guys, um, but if you're gonna have gentlemen's clubs, then you got to be okay with women's only events as well. Yeah. You know. Because it is a cultural thing. I think it's kind of disrespectful for somebody to do that um, and try to contribute towards a, cult a culture. But then again, I also believe that people are just people and humans are humans. And this whole entire division thing, I think, is rather silly and ridiculous. But while we have it, anyone who's doing that is just desperately trying to get laid, I think. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know why somebody would go through all that trouble just to get to an open mic. They must be a really horrible performer or something i don't know or maybe they're just narcissistic um but 
You know, there was this uh, um, there was this lawyer. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals and recovery support specialists. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses outside of D.C. and on the eastern shore of Maryland, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma, for patients who have achieved recovery but are experiencing a relapse, for young adults, adults 50 years and older, and for LGBTQ plus patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas. RCA answers the phone and accepts patients 24-7. And because it's local and in-network with insurance providers, treatment is affordable and accessible. Don't wait. Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety. Uh, his name was his name is Roy Hollander. He actually tried to sue some bars here in New York for for women for um, women's night. Because they they got to they got in cheap for cheap and they got better deal. They, they got to drink for free, but the men had to pay. Oh uh, yeah, um, I think. Well, I think that's very. I think that's very sexist. Um, and I think that. I I think I think it's sexist for any um, for us to expect expect women to get in for free and for men to pay at any club. You know, it's like I think it's ridiculous. Um, we should all just pay our equal dues. But you'll take advantage of it. I, yeah, of course. If you're going to have that situation there, if you're going to try to make it so that I'm limited in any way, and if you're going to hand out free cupcakes, I'm going to take them. Mm-hmm. But I will also go in there and destroy your your perception of what it is that you're handing out freebies to. Because when I go into a club as a female, like I'll go, okay, I go into a club, right? I show up in a dress. Because when I have my tits out, like for some reason you put tits in a dress together and it basically means free entry. Um, cheers, guys. Dun, dun, dun. We're about to have a beer here while I'm on the radio with you. Um, right. But once I get in there, um, it's difficult. It's difficult because I am six foot two. I have short hair and I have muscles and I look kind of butchy. I don't mean to. It's just the way that I am. And I'm not necessarily going to be seen as a cute, beautiful girl based on society's commercial expectations of what a cute, beautiful, soft girl is take advantage of at the end of the night. So, um, am I going to get free drinks from it? Likely not. Um, am, is somebody going to listen to me and, um, about like um, my future business endeavors? Mm, likely not. But as a nice, um, white young guy, that's pretty decently good looking and it has that soft touch to them um, and it's sometimes surprisingly a ladies' man, um, I'd seen, I seem to get a lot more traction with my networking. So, once I get into the club, I always change it to men's attire. Um, just because people will be like, all right, well, they paid to get in here, they're clean, they're young, um, and I need 
have a few lady friends with me. Um, and I get a lot more opportunities because of that. Um, it sucks that that system exists, but I'm here to exploit that system and to talk about it and speak to the fact that it exists. And I'm going to take advantage of every single advantage that is given to a gender or a sex. Um, because, yeah, I want the best. Don't you want the best? I mean, of course. if you should do it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, take it. Because you deserve it. I mean, we... Well, we, I, would, I, would do it, I would do it just to prove a point and just laugh. Like yeah, would, yeah. If you're I, gonna give me, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if it's, if you're gonna give me free shit, or if I could finagle a way to to make myself eligible for the free shit, and without me having to wear a dress, because you know that's just how I'm wired. Uh, you know, I'll do it. If I okay, wait. If I don't have to suck a dick or take it up the ass or wear a wear a dress, yeah, I'll do it. That's, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. I mean. I think um, I want to challenge you to do something. Uh oh. And it's going to it's going to change the way that some people see sex and gender mm -hmm. um, expressions in their job. I, I want to challenge you to do something tomorrow. Okay. And I don't know if you'll do it, but I feel like you are a brave man who can find the humor of things. And I want and I want you to just kind of be it and, and own it. Okay. You ready for this? Alrighty. Um. All right. So the challenge is this. When you walk into any facility tomorrow, any restaurant, any kind of situation in which a stranger has to be a stranger, can't be someone you know, um, calls you sir or mister or anything that revolves around the fact that you have a penis, mm -hmm. I want you to correct them and say, actually, it's male. <laughs> actually, I'm a lady. Just <laughs> say it and be very curious about it. Don't be angry. Just correct them. And go on with your day. Just, and see how that feels. You know they'll start laughing because I have a beard and I look like a bear. Exactly. You won't laugh, though. And you're just going to walk in. You're going to walk out. And they're going to laugh and they're going to be like, that's kind of weird. But then... You can act like a man! But that's... What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, damn it. Sorry, Godfather. <laughs> but at some point... And that day, that person is going to flash back, and they're going to be like, what was going on with that? <laughs> right? If you, you go to a, um, I, I, want, I want to take you out to eat tomorrow. So, like, I feel like if we go and we sit down at a restaurant, mm -hmm. um, and you were to do that, and you were to be very adamant about it, <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't enable. Don't laugh. Don't make it a joke. Be very serious. When they're like, yeah, but you have appeared. I'm sorry. I thought you were a guy. Just be like, I don't know how it's not obvious, but I am definitely a woman. And just be very insistent about it. You will blow their mind. You will change the way that they like think about things. <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. I'll, I'll see if I could uh, bring up the nerve to do it. I, I mean, I could probably call my dad now and just say, Dad, I think I'm a woman. Just, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't you have count. to do it with a complete stranger. Damn it. Yeah, because, you know, he will know I'm bullshitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. not a joke, though. You just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Take out the ego, take out the pride, and just correct somebody. It's it's really interesting what happens, especially okay. if you have a beard and you say you're a woman. It is so interesting. 
And it's uh, and once you've developed your identity and you are clear about what you want, human beings are so interesting. They might laugh or something, but they will definitely respect you and they will call you ma'am. They will call you miss. <laughs> and they have to do it. And mm. there's something very special about that kind of interaction. Excuse, hey, hey, uh, sir, your table. Excuse me, I'm a ma'am. <laughs> and they'll be like, "Ma'am or man?" And you'll be like, and you'll be like, "I'm a lady." I'm a sexy lady. No, you can't say sexy because it's a joke. You oh. just say, "Actually, I'm a lady." Yeah. It's very calm, casual, as if it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, I get this all the time. This, this is this is a hormonal issue here. No, you don't even have to have an excuse for it. Oh, okay. You don't have to have an excuse, and you'd be surprised mm-hmm. if you're very adamant. Like you're a lady. I'm trying to People weasel myself. Like you have kind of handicap or something. I'm trying to weasel and my way out of it. People talk louder around you. Like they get weird. Like people get really weird about it. It's great. I love it. They get upset. They're like pigeons and they suddenly just poop. And then they, they just like ruffle feathers the rest of the time you're around them. But it's so healthy for them. What a troll. That's a troll. Yeah. Uh, Christy in the chat room says that would be an awesome prank. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Well, I'm um. Hmm. Can we can we do it like at an ultra orthodox Jewish restaurant? Oh, absolutely! Uh, I think you definitely you could do it anywhere. Um, yeah, we should almost like get someone to film you doing it because I don't believe you're gonna do it. Yeah, I know. I think I think I think you're a little I think you're a little sexist, but that's okay. Uh, I think you're not, not I think you're be I think you're a little I think you're you gotta love an ego. You're a little you'd be a, you'd be afraid of someone thinking that you're a woman. Well, I mean, I have. Well, I mean, you you seen that joke that I tagged you in that like you you taught me that uh, you know that gender is uh, a, you know a construct of society, and I learned something about political lesbianism. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm proud to announce that I am a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't question my you can't question my gender, or that'll make you sexist. And I won't question your sex or your, I won't question you, what your statements are about yourself. I don't really yeah. care. It doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to waste my life. Go for you. Like, you identify however you want to identify. If I want to sleep with you at some point, we'll figure it out on mm-hmm. a deeper level. But otherwise, like, it doesn't affect my day-to-day with you mm-hmm. or doesn't really change your sense of humor and it doesn't necessarily change anything. Right? Like, you know what I mean? It's like people just get so upset about things that really don't affect them. And then because they get so upset about it, it affects them. It's like ridiculous. All right. Oh, hold on. We got two chats. Uh, she's right. She called you out. You loosen up, Louie. I don't want to loosen up. That's, that's, my, that's my thing, being uptight. That's why I don't get drunk or high. I'm 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 just afraid to get drunk or high because you know somebody might. Well, getting drunk or high doesn't equate letting loose. Really? I think that I think a lot of people throw punches at you, and that you put a guard up around yourself to protect yourself from them. It doesn't make you up high, uh, up tight. It just makes you on the defense all the time. Hey, well, I grew up having to justify taking a shit. Yeah. I always had to have a good... Like, I'm going to the bathroom. Why? I got to take a dump. Why? You shouldn't have eaten so much. Why you ate, Why you eat so much? If you didn't eat so much, you wouldn't even have to take a dump. 
So you grew so you grew up in a culture that fat shamed you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. For the longest time, it's like, yeah. like my grandmother's friends would uh, with when they would call, they would say, "Huh, you're gonna die alone because you're fat." Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then I was like, "Well, you're gonna die alone because you're old and no one loves you." <laughs> See, and that's the thing is, um, you know that so many people hated on you that you know through comedy you're allowed to kind of hate on everyone else and take the take the attra- distraction away from you you know um and that's and that's such an interesting thing but it also makes it so that you have your guard up around you a lot and like you're kind of closed off to being able to think more progressively or equally because you constantly feel a threat from the things around you because people have threatened you all your life Oh, that, and that, that's that's you know, that's the truth. I, I mean, I, I always make this joke. I'm always at orange plus. Yeah. And on the you know the terror alert. <laughs> I'm always. Did you at, grow up in a predominantly female environment? Uh. Well, my dad, my dad was around until I was 14. I mean, my parents divorced, so, but right. I, I lived with my mom, so she. Right. Yeah. She discouraged a lot of things that you know was normal toward to for boys to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you feel maybe your some of your sexism towards women stems from that particular thing? I mean, you had oh, a no, divorce. Com- no, you had your mom. no, no. It comes from it comes from junior high school getting my ass kicked by chicks because they wanted to prove they weren't attracted to me because I was fat. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> that com- shaming is a real thing, and it's so it's so hard, and it's so shameful that people nah, do that. To I you. mean, and and you know what? I don't, you know, I I don't I don't get mad at chicks that that are not attracted to fat guys. Just be honest about it, because if you you know don't don't start talking to me like I'm some fucking sex offender when you don't put no fat guys in your profile, and then I come around yeah. come around because you put oh I'm looking for a guy with a sense of humor. That that that's caring and loving, and I'm I'm gonna fucking respond, uh, or um, you know don't don't uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, that and uh, you know of course falsely accused of rape when I was 19. So. Oh man, so I can see where a lot of your angst comes from. I mean, it sucks because we live in a culture that. Well, you know, when you're over the age of 40 or 50, we tend to glorify plus, you know, plus give, you know, a little bit of esteem to people who are above the average BMI, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, but until you hit in your 40s or 50s, you know, that, that, that glory isn't going to come to you. Um, but it is it is really sad to hear that was part of your part of your past but it definitely makes a lot more sense to me now cuz i was like man you know you're <laughs> such a kind guy you're a really good guy you know and oh, you have such a big you, heart you and i can you, feel that i can feel that like you, you care you a got, lot you and got, you actually have an ego you, you have got, a and an ego comes from a place of caring and to hear somebody who does come from such a place of caring and does have that ego behind them um oh you got tricked be so you got no, you do don't I, I didn't got, know you, I did you, not you got tricked I'm a fucking no I did not I'm a fucking curmudgeon and I know it no you want to be and that's okay mm-hmm. just don't be it at the expense of other people's um you know mental well-being or mental health you know 
Ah, nah. You know, I, I, I'm a demon. I know it. Don't worry. It's okay. Look at you. You've been saying it with, like, a little doughboy voice. I'm a demon! Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's doughboy. I'm a demon. I'm Batman. No. I'm Batman. Is that your sex voice? This is why you're having a hard time. It had nothing my, to do with your body type. My sex, <laughs> my sex voice. That's not my, my. This is my. This is my sex voice. Oh yeah, you're mm. a dirty girl, don't you? Oh, you like game spanked. Do I have to pay for this? Is this like a minute per soundbite? Oh, don't worry. Thing? Don't worry. This whole this whole uh, this whole uh, interview has been charged to your phone carrier. Fantastic, because you're calling me via Skype, so we're all good. Yeah, we're all good. Say. Mm-hmm. I'll just send it to the government. Well, you know, write it off. Obama will take care of it. Yeah, well, technically that's us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. At least it gets spaced out. So, um... Yeah. Alright, so, uh... Where, uh, any any projects you want to promote that uh, you know that you want where you want people to check you out or you know how people can hire you, uh, where they can <laughs> you know where they could see your stuff. I mean, what's your what's your back page profile? I mean, I'm just kidding. Um, well, I'm I, I'm very easy to find. I'm on Instagram as Rain Dove Model R A I N D O V E M O D E L. That's my Twitter handle as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Facebook as Rain Dove, two separate words. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a article um, uh, that just came out in BuzzFeed. Um, there'll be another campaign coming out for Ace Rivington Attire, which is going to be a menswear campaign. It's a really big deal. I'm so excited about it because it's not, it's, it's not a high-end uh, menswear where it's unobtainable. Um, and in only like super expensive catalogs with the fancy tear outs. This is a commercial um, uh, campaign, which means that you're going to see it in um, commonplace things. So it's obtainable to the everyday person, the average person, which um, I'm really excited about. You'll see it in like department store opportunities and on websites and things like that. So it's going to be accessible. Um, and I can't say what it's about, but all, all I'll say is it's going to be one of the most controversial campaigns um, of, of, this, uh, of this season, for sure. Um, if not, maybe one of the most controversial of this year. Um, so I'm, I'm super stoked. Um, and, yeah, I have a blog. It's called On Being a Woman. And it, Where, where's um, it, it, it's on Blogspot. So if you type in Rain Dove on Being a Woman, blogspot.com. Um, you'll see there's a there's a series of um, blog articles that follow um, my adventures um, on the daily and the struggles of what it's like to be a man, the struggles of being a woman, and the struggles of just being a human being. Um, and so that's pretty exciting too. Yeah, yeah. that's and, rain, uh, that's raindovethemodel.blogspot.com. Again, that that blog again. Check her out. Raindovethemodel.blogspot. Uh, dot, I can't talk to now. Dot blogspot dot com. Mm-hmm. And you really need to Nailed blog it. more because you haven't blogged since March fifth, twenty fifteen. So uh, get on that. I will. Yeah, I I wait for the right things to blog about. I don't just write a bunch of shit. I don't post selfies and and like post like random things. I I only write when my heart feels inspired to do so. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on it. There's a there's a new article coming out very shortly about said men 
men's campaign. And I guarantee you it's going to piss off a lot of people. But my dad always used to say it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. Exactly. Unless you're into that shit. Speaking about your parents, I just see a picture of your mom. Isn't she hot? How She doesn't even – she looks like she's in her 20s. I know. How's my that, mom is so hot. She she is. She and she's a um yeah, she's amazing. Um and she's she's off the market, sorry gentlemen and gentle ladies. Um but she yeah, she's amazing. She's a naturopathic doctor, holistic healer. She lives in the middle of the woods, two miles away from the nearest neighbor. Um and she's completely off the grid with only a tiny bit of solar power, just enough to charge her phone in case she needs to call 911 because a bear broke in. <laughs> and she works off in the barter system. With, like, hey, any, do, you have any, herbs uh, and stuff. do you have any uh, she's amazing. baskets? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's really incredible <laughs> and really inspirational. I actually just visited my mom, and it was like, you, you know, the one thing that's important is even though I was just brilliant, Elle and Mary Claire and, like, all these huge magazines that like I grew up with, I go back to Vermont and it doesn't matter if I was wearing Prada. It doesn't matter if I was like, I could be like in Vogue right now. Mm-hmm. You're still going to put on mud boots and run the chainsaw and like go and like get, help my mom put firewood in. And you don't forget where you came from. And like, <laughs> like Actually, my manicure like... is so messed up, but it's, it's, it's the truth. You don't, you can't forget where you came from. And right. like, she's just, I'm so proud to have come from her and from Vermont. So she actually sounds like uh, one of my listeners, Christy Afroviti. She, um, she actually, uh, she makes her own healing oils. She, oh really? Yeah. She does. Oh, cool. Hi Christy. <laughs> yeah. Every, she has, she does, she has her own radio show as well. Uh, called uh, Soul Journeys, and she talks about living off the grid and you know naturopathic healing and all that. There's she used to talk to my mom. My mom has the most incredible story. Like I grew up with this amazing human being, and I grew up with this environment in this environment, and it has really shaped and defined my ability to be in this industry and not fall apart. The only reason why I'm able to stay focused and deal with so much rejection is because of that upbringing and because of, like, the the herbs and the therapy and the things that, like, the culture that I grew up in. And, like, it, like you experience a lot of failure growing up off the mm-hmm. grid. You know what I mean? Things are simple, but they're hard. They're very hard, and you experience a lot of friction. And when you get into the Big Apple and your only friction is the fact that somebody doesn't like you, it really doesn't, like, feel like anything. It's not having to haul a huge pile of, like, you know, wood through, like, you know, four-foot snowdrifts in the wintertime, you know, 1.5 miles to the house because that's the nearest, like, place to pick up. It's, it's, not, it's like, nothing. Um, but my mom, I, I will do a shout-out for my mom's Instagram. My mom's Instagram is Mother Nature's Mountain. She just started it the other day, and she's, like, she has some pictures of what she does and everything, and she she's really incredible. I can't, I can't say enough about my mom. She's great. Mother Nature's Mountain. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Flower Instagram photo. Oh, wait. Ah, oh, goodness. Just... And okay, the awkward silence. I found it. Yo, seriously, how old is she? Right, she looks so hot and so young. She's amazing. I hope I inherited her genes. Yeah. I used to think I was adopted. 
she she seriously looks like your younger sister. Wouldn't you date her? Would you not date my mom? Of course I would. Right? I know. In fact, in fact, I, I, in fact, I'll probably try to steal away from your dad now, Puerto Rican style. <laughs> well, my dad and my mom are divorced, but my mom is dating this wonderful guy named Jerry. Um, Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, oh, and no. here's a picture of her with the herbs. Right? Mm -hmm. Seriously, Christy would, my my friend Christy, if she saw this picture, she would actually orgasm. In fact, let me put it in the chat room for her. So she could get all jealous and, and shit. Yeah, she should she should do a talk, though. I think she would really... My mom's the real deal. You know, people people can't... I don't think most people could really handle that lifestyle. You know, she has to park two miles away from her house and hike in. And then, wow. like, she, it's, she, she just... She splits her own firewood, and she, like... She's just hard... She's so badass and so hardcore, like... Yep. So, I, I'm only like a, I'm only a percentage of hardcore, you know. I did all I did a lot of boy chores, but my mom now does them like all by herself. And like, whenever I show up, she always puts me right to work. But she's really great. <laughs> of course, that's moms. Moms, you gotta. When I go there, it's like fix my computer, and so like my father too. Like <laughs> my father, he calls me. He's like, like Louis, I need you to I need you to fix uh, the computer. And I'm like, okay, I will fix it. What did, have you tried turning it on or turning it off? Quit fucking around. <laughs> Quit fucking around. You know, you know I did that shit. Why don't you? Why don't you install that Linux like you did on your computer? I'm like, cause dad, if I did it on yours, I would have to come here every day to fix whatever bullshit you did. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, parents are amazing. Yeah. And and all he do, all he does is just go on Facebook. Just that's it. Yep, Christy's like totally me. She <laughs> just like your mom. Well, there you go, Christy. Christy, I, I you know, go make friends. <laughs> go make yeah, go uh, make friends. Go 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 have a play date with with uh, Rain's mom. Ex yeah. Exchange exchange um cancer cancer killing recipes. Yeah. Yeah, she act well. Christy, she actually cured someone with uh, gangrene. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, I think those two would get along very well. Yes. And they'd have a very interesting chat. So maybe, maybe I'll check out the chat room later on and yeah, have Christy go. and be like, "So anyway, talk to my mom. She's so cool." Yes, she is. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, uh, any, any last words, you, any last words of wisdom you would like to impart to, to the peoples? Yeah. The most unique thing you can be is you. So do it. Alrighty then. So I'd like to thank Christy. Uh, 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 well, first I'd like to thank rain for coming on. This was fun. I hope you weren't too nervous. I hope you weren't too nervous with, uh, the chance of dealing with my malarkey. No, absolutely not. I feel like it was more of a therapy session for you, though, than a... <laughs> Don't worry. Anything. Don't worry, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh... uh, uh yeah, so, uh, as, uh, I'd like to thank Christy for coming on, uh, Ashton for coming on, Andrew, uh, oh, Liz, of course, Liz for coming on, uh, shout-outs to Rain's mom, uh, Rhett Seaver, and uh, Jesus Christ, if, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here. God bless. And <laughs> as always, from my house to your house, mahalo.
Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. When someone first comes in and you see that discouragement on their face, they've tried so many different products, but nothing seemed to work for them. I'm able to take that disappointment and that pain and turn it into hope. You're listening to Mallory, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. And they try the art supports. It's a light-up moment. You see their face brighten up. They go from feeling discouraged to being happy and hopeful again. For over 25 years, the Good Feet Store and our art support specialist have been helping folks live the life they love without foot, knee, hip, or back pain getting in the way. That's why this job is so important. They're helping people, getting back into the activities that they've wanted to do for a long time, doing the things that they love to do with their Good Feet Art Supports. We're able to help them and take them from the pain to the possibilities. And I love it. The Good Feet Store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com.